Ballin' so hard, I deserve an end one. Hey, it's Rob. I'm really excited to share today's podcast with you. It's with Tony Stucker, owner of Papa Shot. After we recorded, Tony hooked me up with the promo code ROB that gets you 10% off a Papa Shot hoop through the end of the year. All you got to do is go to papashot.net, pick out a hoop. I've got the home dual shot and it's absolutely great. And at checkout, put in promo code ROB for 10% off. When you do, hit me up and let me know. That way we can do some virtual battles versus each other. Woo! Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Tony Stucker, owner of Papa Shot. Tony, great to have you on the show. Rob, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And this is an episode that is a long time coming because we have been working together for the last year or two as I have been helping build the community of Papa Shot on social media. And I've loved the story of Papa Shot. I'm someone who is a long time fan and consumer of Papa Shot all the way back from my basketball days as a little lowercase g when I would go to basketball camps and in between games they would have multiple Papa Shots in the hallways and we would be able to play there and that's where my brand affinity for Papa Shot came and then all of a sudden we got connected and started working together and I just wanted to share the story of Papa Shot how you ended up buying the company, uh, the lessons you've learned, plus Papa Shot was recently uh, named to Inc. 5000's fastest going private companies list, coming at number 307, plus the future of where Papa Shot is going. It's quite a bit. How much time do we have here? We, we have plenty to talk okay. about. It. So let's start at the beginning and the origin of this, of how you even got to the point of knowing or wanting that you could purchase Papa Shot, the company. Right. So um, it was about four and a half years ago, um, like February 2016, and um, was just, I was working in online ad sales, something I've been doing for many years and was ready for a change and started looking to uh, perhaps uh, buying a business. Um, initially, I was just looking at businesses in my area, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, nothing seemed very appealing. Um, one day I just, on this website, click relocatable businesses and Papa Shot popped up. And uh, honestly, I did not even know Papa Shot was an actual company. I knew what the name was, what the product was, what the game was. I knew all that. I did not know there was an actual Papa Shot. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, but uh, got in touch with them. It was still owned by the founder, the creator, um, Ken Cochran. He was in his early 80s, had been looking to sell for a while. And um, I reached out to him and, and something, you know, the moment I saw that it was for sale, something hit me that, yes, this is it. It was like, a, I, I didn't know exactly how or what or anything, but it was like, this, this is what I'm looking for. And um, over the course of a couple months we met and um, you know, negotiated a deal and I officially purchased Pop Shot uh, July 1 of 2016. So just over four years ago. And what was it that made you know that this was it? Which is a unique thing, but it's like a, a moment. Yeah, I think a combination of things. I mean, one was that, um, I mean, it's such an iconic brand, like you mentioned. It, it's fun. It, it's one of those things. I, I don't know how many other kind of, you know, 
iconic brands that that yeah, I would even have the potential to buy. Um, and you know, at, at this point, fortunately, I tell people the good and the bad was that um, uh, uh, Mr. Cochran hadn't put much money into it. He'd been looking to sell for a while. His health wasn't good. So the company had been kind of on autopilot for several years and they hadn't done any product development, really any marketing. So sales were, were pretty minimal, which was kind of bad, but it also meant that I could afford to buy the company. You know, if, if sales had been really great and stuff, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. So um, I think that was, was it. And I think I just recognized that this was kind of an underappreciated asset. Um, I didn't do all sorts of, of, um, you know, financial planning at that point right off the bat and said how much we can make or this and that. Um, but I just thought that this is something that, um, that could really grow. And I think that's why a number of people had been for sale for quite a while before a number of people had passed on it, I think, because if you just looked at the pure numbers, just a purely financial um, analysis, it wasn't worth his asking price. Um, but I also didn't plan on just keeping the way things were. So, so you saw a vision of the possibility of what could happen with the company. And I'm curious with your background in online advertising, which is actually the same background that I have as well. I think one of the beauties is we're exposed to things a little bit differently because I learned probably the greatest lesson I learned from my online advertising days was scale. I once had a client that was running text link advertising for some work from home offers, spend $300,000 a month with me on a freaking text link that appeared at the bottom of CareerBuilder and MSN.com. And it was upon that moment that we just had one campaign with one offer that was $300,000. And I was watching as people were just clicking it left and right. And I was like, oh my God, I get scale now and I was, I'm able to think differently about the potential of things because it wasn't harder to spend $300,000. It was one offer doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. And that's, um, I think, yeah, one of the, in, in just bringing scale into this. Um, so at the time when I bought the company, Pavishad had been selling about 300 units a year for the previous decade. And these were kind of commercial grade, high quality games that they very, very small audience. They were going to uh, NBA teams, uh, companies for trade shows, things like that. So again, very, very small audience um, and been doing about 300 games a year. Um, I thought about one of the first things, even before I bought the company, as I was in the, the purchasing process, um, thought about what about the home market? What about Amazon? At the time, PopShot really wasn't doing anything on Amazon. Um, but one day went on, uh, just typed in Papa shot into Amazon and all these other games came up and no one else can call their game Papa shot. You know, obviously reviewers, people can, can refer to them, but, but that no company can use that in their, their, uh, their, uh, brand. So my thinking was, boy, here are all these sales. Um, if we could make a game as good as these other games and we are Papa shot, um, then, um, uh, I thought we could really succeed. And so when you're talking about scale there, we went from the, the 300 games um, a year that they were doing this year, will probably be in the neighborhood of like 50,000 games sold. So again, just talk about that scale and, and yeah, we've added a few games and stuff, but um, it was just mostly just, you know, finding a, a much, much larger audience. 
And it's really understanding the digital landscape and your opportunity to provide value and connect with audiences that previously was a channel that didn't exist for them. So whether it's Amazon, whether it's social, whether it's running paid advertising. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of tapping this, this massive market that, uh, you know, was looking for quote Papa shots. Um, but, but Papa shot wasn't offering official Papa shot was not offering them an opportunity. So, um, it was just getting into that, that market. So insert what I specialize in the fan engagement content creation side of things. And one of the things that was a gigantic opportunity was the ability to build the brand of Papa Shot. To go from 300 a year to 50,000 is gigantic, but now we start to think about the branding. And when we first started talking, one of the biggest opportunities yet challenges was, holy smokes, Papa Shot is like Xerox or Kleenex. It is the thing for the industry. No matter what you're doing, you're playing a Papa Shot. Well, it's great for us from a branding potential side of things. The challenge in this is everybody calls every arcade basketball hoop in the world a Papa shot. And that's something that we don't want people to do because this is a brand. And then also on the marketing side of things, when people share content from non-Papa shot hoops, we're not going to promote that because that is not a Papa shot. Right, right. So it is a fine line. Like you said, on the one hand, uh, everyone seemingly calls every game a Papa shot. And so it's kind of nice to be synonymous with your product, like you mentioned, like Kleenex or Jello or Band-Aid. Um, that's nice to a certain degree. Um, but then also, yeah, you also sometimes want to make sure that you know, we're not being lumped in with inferior brands. Um, you know, there's, you can find some really, you know, kind of poorly made games. Uh, we don't want to be called pop shots. And then also, yeah, just the, the whole trademark uh, protection. That's something I'm learning more and more about. The fact that um, if you don't protect your trademark, you're potentially in, in uh, could jeopardize losing it. Um, that uh, if it just becomes kind of genericized, if everyone's calling the game pop a shot and we're not doing anything to kind of protect it, um, then suddenly, you know, um, Every, every, you know, someone could say, hey, wait a minute, you know, they, they didn't really care to, to protect their name. So, you know, Papa Shop becomes kind of a general term. So um, it, it's a trade-off. And I think most people, much like I was when I bought the company, I think most people um, do it inadvertently or, or, you know, not out of malice or, or they're trying to, they just, they don't know any better. And so we'll, you know, get a lot of reports, uh, you know, especially around March, March Madness, bars and things like that, having quote, Papa Shot competitions, um, where they're not, you know, using official uh, Papa Shot games. Um, and so we try to usually, you know, get in touch with them and say, you know, probably misunderstanding. And by and large, yeah, it is just a misunderstanding. But, yeah, it's something we have to constantly police. So let's dig a little bit deeper into the building of the brand because you've got this digital marketing machine that's working for you, helping you scale the selling of the hoop side of things. And now we've got the building of the brand and like you mentioned, we're essentially starting from zero. There hasn't been a lot of marketing that has been done. And that's where it's like, all right, what can we do to better market Papa Shot? But more specifically, how can we build this like a community? Because my mindset for fan engagement and marketing is always let's build a community because a community is something that is always going to be there. You're part of the community. You want to support the community and create things for them, not just market to them. 
And what we've done over the years is continue to build this community of anything from moms and dads and kids to athletes to NBA players to celebrities and use them as part of the content and showing them love because we really want to heighten the fun of Papa Shot and everything that comes from it because it's one of the things that I love so much about the brand is it is accessible to everyone, no matter if you're great at basketball or horrible at basketball. And by design, it is meant to be fun. So it's something that even if we're just a very small part of your world, that small part, we want to make sure it's a good time for you. Right, right, exactly. And I think, I think you hit it the nail on the head there, the fact that um, Papa Shot is accessible to, to just about everyone, that it's not something, a game that, um, you know, you have to be seven feet tall or you have to have tremendous athletic ability. And I think another fun thing, too, is, is the fact you can play by yourself. It's not like even ping pong or, or foosball or something like that, great games, but that you, you need to have someone else to, to play against. Um, Papa Shot, you can go and just, you know, play a single game or you can play against others. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of open uh, to everyone. Everyone can play. Um, like you said, we've, especially during the, the quarantine period, the lockdowns, uh, you know, saw first a, a tremendous increase in sales and had a, a tremendous response from families saying that, you know, it was helping them. They were enjoying, you know, spending families, parents with their kids or helping the kids keep sane because uh, they couldn't go outside and play. Um, and we also hear a lot that people like, the fact that it gets the kids off their, their um, devices, you know, their, their screens, because, um, you know, it, it's, it's very easy just to keep looking at your iPad, your iPhone, what have you. But uh, here's a chance actually to get up and, and to physically do something and, and, you know, compete in a way with other kids. So, um, yeah, it has a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good, uh, like good traits. And one of the things that we do is we actively encourage people to send us content while also at the same time saying, here's some things we're looking for. For example, we've got Trick Shot Tuesdays. We've got kids of Papa Shot. We've got moms of Papa Shot. We've got dogs of Papa Shots. Um, we've got Monday matchups. We try and create these games for people because here's something. Everyone loves to see their name in lights. And no joke, when someone gets posted on the Papa Shot Instagram, it makes them feel like a celebrity because you know what other brands aren't making them feel like a celebrity? Every other brand that's out there because so many other brands are all about themselves. Whereas if we can show uh, a kid who's playing and just all of a sudden they've got 12 followers and then they're on the Papa Shot account of 10,000 plus and they're like, this is the most amazing thing. And when you think about marketing right now, word of mouth is one of the best things that you can have. In Papa Shot, this is built into it. When you play with one other person, you're going to laugh, you're going to have fun, you're going to compete, you're going to sweat, and you're going to talk about it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to take pictures or videos and send that to others. And then there's this word of mouth that happens. And then you layer on the user-generated content where you say, listen, you send us something, we want to support you and show you love right right exactly you know and, it, and that is a great thing it's a product that um like you said naturally is fun it's uh it, it makes a great video it's entertaining um you know we're not i don't know selling um a detergent or you know pharmaceutical or something like that where you know no one really wants to see you using the product um this is fun where people are using the product so yeah we don't have to do uh a real hard sell or anything like that. I think it, it, it just, it's kind of contagious. Like you said, when people are playing and, um, and whether, you know, it's a, a 
competition, a trick shot, whatever it may be, a family event. Um, it just, yeah, it really, I think, resonates with, with people. and They love to see it. So it's a natural. So Papa Shot was number 307 on Inc. 5000's fastest growing private companies this year. First off, Tony, congratulations on that. I'm, I'm very proud of you because I know how much goes into this for you. But what I want to dig into is a little bit some of the catalysts for the growth. And we've already talked about the digital side of things and building out the community. But one thing that's very much been interesting to me from the inside where I sit is the partnerships that have been created. And I think to the NBA all-star game, I believe it was two years ago where there was a great moment where I believe uh, Kenny Smith and Shaq played Papa shot at halftime of the all-star game when it was televised. Can you share a little bit more about that and sort of how these relationships get created? Sure. So yeah, that was an interesting one. That was, um, yeah, that was la the 2019 All-Star Game. And it was um, the fall of 2018, the start of the season. And someone from NBA reached out uh, from uh, the league and said that they were thinking about doing a, a Papa Shot competition, or you know, at this point, just kind of a, a shooting competition where um, it was going to be kind of left up to each team, but each team would, would choose a winner, uh, 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 however they did, um, to send to the All-Star Game in Charlotte that year. And um, so we agreed and, and worked with um, the NBA. And so they gave them signage and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, for the all-star game, each of the 30 teams sent a representative. Um, and then if they, they had an event uh, Friday night, or I guess it was Saturday morning, the all-star weekend, um, where they, they kind of winnowed it down and, and chose a winner. Um, or they chose the two finalists, I guess, who then participated uh, at the all-star Saturday night. And then, yeah, like you said, Kenny Smith and Shaq uh, joined in and teamed up with them too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very kind of fortuitous. Um, you know, obviously when the NBA comes calling, and uh, particularly a company our size, you say yes. You know, what, what can we do? Because um, it's obviously the perfect audience and perfect exposure. Um, so, yeah, it went really, it went really well. Um, they did not do it this year because it, it really, I guess it, it's partially um, or a large part comes up from each individual team and kind of what they want to do and, kind of what the league does as a whole. So it's kind of put on hold, but I have, have um, very high hopes that we'll be able to, to bring that back here in the future. And one of the things that I thought was extremely interesting and clever was leading up to the finale at All-Star Weekend, what happened was each of the teams would have Papa Shot competitions throughout the games during the season. So we would get tagged on posts on Instagram and Twitter of – Here's the Hornets or here's the Miami Heat or here's the Chicago Bulls of the people playing and qualifying. So all across the NBA arenas, here are people playing Papa Shot at halftime and all of a sudden it continues to narrow down, narrow down all the way to this grand finale. And I just love to see the community build like that because it's a manifestation of the everyday Papa Shot because people just want the opportunity to play and to me, I just saw so much potential because whether we see it with the NBA or I think about uh, on college basketball, we were seeing so many, I think it was the Pac-12 during their men's and women's basketball tournaments or kickoffs, they had Papa Shot hoops where all of a sudden here comes the teams and they're playing. And I know we've got uh, Yahoo Sports has their popping off where here's Zion and John Morant and Ray Allen and these various players who come in and they ask them questions 
Simmons and they're playing Papa shot and they're creating content around it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a natural. And um, like you said, for content creation. And um, I think particularly going forward, I don't know if it's segue into kind of the future and what we're looking to do, but um, I think technology, um, being able to, you know, virtually play against people in different locations. And whether that's just via an app, whether it's with video, audio, what have you, um, I think that's going to be a, a tremendous, um, a tremendous opportunity. And, and just the ability to do create, you know, tournaments, whether they're virtual tournaments uh, that maybe lead up to, you can um, uh, qualify, you know, uh, your own, your own game, and then perhaps play in a, um, an actual uh, game somewhere, physical location. So I think there's a lot of opportunities there too, um, to, to kind of take the game from right now where it's just sitting, you know, kind of in your basement by itself without any type of connectivity. If you can kind of now connect the scores to other games, um, suddenly it's a, a much, much larger playing field. And I think it offers a lot more opportunities. And I think that's the no-brainer of the century. And, oh, by the way, that would make me work with you guys a million times easier <laughs> when we can create these virtual games because so often we can get celebrities and athletes who play. And I think about um, a few years ago, Bubba Watson posted a video about him playing. And all of a sudden we jumped on it and was like, hey, who can beat Bubba's score of whatever it was, 127? And all of a sudden here comes people in the community and someone created a hashtag beat Bubba and all of a sudden we're playing like this and one of the good things about basketball and Papa Shot is talking trash so everybody thinks they're amazing at it but imagine being able to level the playing field and be like all right you really want to beat this person cool we're now going to have a tournament or ways where you can play against your friends and or create new connections because I would love right now to be able to sign up for a virtual game after this podcast and go ahead and play against someone or you, Tony, where we have a one-on-one -on -one or best of seven or who knows what. And there's just so much potential on the digital side and certainly on the in-person side. I know in Chicago, uh, there was a tournament, I don't know, a year or two ago that you helped facilitate where we saw charity components added to this. And there's teams and there's just so many ways to use this. And I love the brand engagement opportunities. And I know we're just talking about the Papa Shot side of things, but it is so good when you say, all right, if we want to create an event or a spectacle or something that's going to engage people by design, Papa Shot is built in engagement. So for throwing events and charities and things where you want to bring people together, it gets everyone excited. So for me, this is a marketing vehicle 101 because it does exactly what you wish everything could do. Right. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it's kind of everything wrapped up into one. And I think also, um, you know, now with the, the future being unknown in terms of when we can get back into uh, um, out of home, you know, venues and arcades and things like that. Um, we're well positioned now with our, our home games, but, you know, we also are hoping and, and, you know, that when things get back to normal um, that we can do more things, um, you know, the virtual is great, but I think also to do the in-person, like you mentioned, like the tournaments we've sponsored. Um, and yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities and, and I think it's fun just too with, um, you know, celebrities whether you mentioned the bubble watson another thing we did a couple of years ago we um uh sponsored something with the, the today show where 
by uh, they had on their own had their guest shooting Papa shots before they came out. And so in the green room, and so they had their little board there of, of the high scores and things like that. And so we, we sponsored, we said, if anyone, you know, got over 50 points, we'd give uh, games to the boys and girls clubs of America. And of course, the first time after we announced this, Hank Azaria, the actor, top 50 points. So, um, but we, we gave some more games. They kept it going. But I think that's also, you know, it's, it's different levels, different, you know, 50 points is, is not a, a tremendous amount. Like I said, Bubba Watson, 127. But depending on who the, the people are and things like that, you know, maybe for celebrities who uh, aren't that athletic or what have you, 50 points is, is a goal. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of slice and dice it and, and I think make it uh, attractive to people. And you touched on something that I want to expand on because one thing that I enjoy about working with you and Kelly and everyone in the Papa Shot team is your heart is in the right place. And I think about uh, earlier this year, I think at the very beginning of the pandemic, where Papa Shot was there and gave away a ton of hoops to people in need. And I loved that your guys' heart is so real that we feel a heartbeat of this community, but we also know the joy that this can give others. And Papa Shot was willing to give hoops to others to make their lives better. So can you expand a little bit more about the charity side? Because you guys do so much good for other people. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we try to as much as possible. And I think, you know, the, the case earlier this year was the, the pandemic. Um, like I said, that, that was really helped our sales. So we were you know, one of the, the companies that were fortunate, uh, you know, like puzzle makers or uh, I guess swimming pools or, you know, at home type things that uh, were doing very well. And so we wanted to try to give back because we knew so many people were, were suffering um, from job loss and, and things like that. So, you know, we gave away a couple hundred games there. Um, we tried as much as possible um, when, the, you know, charities reach out, donations, um, you know, giveaway games, uh, you know, customized games, things like that as much as, as much as we can. We really try to because um, I feel like, yeah, it, it's necessary. We've been very, very fortunate in our sales last few years. And so, you know, we, I feel like we, we should give back. Um, and again, it's, it's a great game. It's a natural, um, it, it's great for, you know, donating to, uh, to, uh, auctions or charities or things like that. It has a, a lot of uses. So, um, we try to try to do as much as we can. You know what I always enjoy is when you see the boys and girls clubs or the schools where the young kids play the teacher or the coach and inevitably the teacher or the coach, Oh, here they are. Here's Mr. Jones. And then the dynamic that happens between winning and losing, because we are quickly realizing these kids at a young age can get really, really good at Papa shots and gender and age does not matter whatsoever in Papa shot, because it really comes down to how often do you play and get good at this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's not something, you know, uh, I think it helps, you know, if you're a great athlete or a great eye hand eye coordination, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, famously um, over the years, I think there's a famous, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, maybe about 10 years or so ago, where um, uh, Kobe Bryant was a guest and he competed against, a, I think it was a LA dishwasher or busboy or something. And, and the LA guy, the, the busboy just cleaned his clock, just, you know, was just an expert. And obviously, you know, at that point, Kobe Bryant was arguably the best player in the world and basketball player in the world. And he was just extremely frustrated because, you know, this, this bus boy or whatever, but he just had the experience, the skill, the practice, what have you. And so he was unstoppable. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. On a small level, you practice enough. Yeah. You can, you can get really good and take on someone who maybe is uh, athletically your superior. 
So I'm actually going to share a few tips for how to be good at Papa Shot because I'm someone who's played basketball my entire life. And when I have a Papa Shot hoop in my uh, foyer right now as we speak, I've gotten good at Papa Shot even though I don't play as much as someone expects me with the hoop to play because I, I love it. And they're like, oh, you just play it nonstop. You're like, I play it a lot, but not as much as you expect. And certainly you know that, Tony. But there's equal parts – um, one, accuracy, so you've got to make sure that you can make the shot. Number two is going to be speed, how quickly you can shoot, because the people who are great, the best of the best at Papa Shot, it is the volume of shots that they get off. But I find when people just focus on the volume, they're not making the shots. So you first need to make the shot. So if you want to get better at Papa Shot, step one, Focus on making the shot. And then once you do that, start to get more of a rhythm. I find that rhythm is extremely interesting or important in Papa Shot because that's what allows you just to continually go one after another after another. And that is the simplest way that you can get better than your other friends is imagine if you're shooting 20 more balls than they are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I tell people, you know, a lot of people will say, um, they, they think of, of Pop Shot more as an accuracy game. And so they'll say sometimes like, oh, if you had Shaq or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or someone like that, boy, the game would be easy for them because they could practically, you know, just drop the ball in. And that's true. They probably could, but it would take so long that, you know, they're, they may be 100% accurate, but they wouldn't get many shots up. Whereas, yeah, the volume thing, you can be, you know, 80, 90% accurate, but if you're putting up five times as many shots. And um, to that end, you know, I, I always notice uh, one of my sons is particularly, well, they're both good at Papa Shot, but, but one in particular, my older son, and anytime we'll go to an arcade or Dave and Buster's or something, those aren't official Papa Shot, but, but those types of games, um, he'll see what the high score is. And then, especially if they've got multiple games next to each other, what he'll try to do makes sense is get basically as many balls in one game as possible. So, you know, a lot of times these games only have three or four balls, but he'll try to get a couple more. So he's got like six or seven just so he can get that, that uh, quantity. So he's never waiting for balls. So, so that's a trick too. Um, with our, our home dual shot, you have seven balls. So that, that should be sufficient. But um, if you're playing, you only have like three or four, you know, you can get a couple more on there. It can definitely add, add up to your score. In the real Papa Shot ballers, whether it's a real Papa Shot hoop or not, we all try and set the high score on every single hoop that we go to because that's just what we do. And, oh, by the way, Tony, you mentioned there's seven balls in the home dual shot. I have found for myself I actually prefer four balls. The reason for this is – ball handling is actually another element of being good at it because if you fumble with too many balls, you get out of your rhythm. And I found between three and four because it allows you to have this stream of the balls coming down as you're shooting up. But sometimes when they're seven, they, they bundle up and you can't get your hand on one of them. So that would be my other tip, even though I completely get what your son's talking about. Yeah, and I think it depends on the game. You know, the, the a lot of the arcade games, the the baskets are farther away, and so you can, you know it takes a little more time to get the ball back to you. So that's where maybe six or seven would be helpful. Whereas, yeah, our games are a little bit shorter, and so yeah, three or four might be sufficient. Because yeah, you you're right. You don't want to be fumbling around through all the balls. Um, so it's it's a fine line between not having enough balls and and having too many. 
So here's the last question I want for you, Tony, is let's talk about lessons learned so far from the entrepreneurship in running a business standpoint. Uh, Papa Shot is growing, as we've talked about with the Inc. 5000, but everything is not puppy dogs and rainbows. As you talked about, you're learning about trademark infringement and how in the world to work on that. But what are some lessons that you've learned through this journey that you can share with us? Sure. So um, I think... One, one of the lessons I've, I've definitely learned I like to tell people is the importance of customer service. And it, it, it's kind of a, I guess, a no-brainer. People assume customer service is important. But one of the things I've found that, especially with our product, a lot of times someone will get one of our games and there could be a piece missing or a piece was broken. It was you know mishandled in shipping, what have you. And you know, it's very frustrating if someone, if this is for a special event, a birthday, what have you, and they get a game and they can't use it for whatever reason. Um, and I understand that. And they, they, a lot of times will, will contact us and lash out and, you know, say all sorts of things and, you know, sometimes call names and what have you, make threats or what have you. And, you know, and, and again, I, I understand the frustration, but a lot of times i found if we can get back to these people who, who on the surface seem really, really upset and angry and just, you know, giving you the lowest rating they can. If you can get back to them, um, you know, fairly quickly, show that you're a real person, not just an automated response, say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, understand your problem, we'll fix it. Um, and, then, and then solve it, you know, send them a replacement part or talk them through whatever the problem is. Um, it's amazing how many times those people then will go from very, very angry to extremely happy. That these people, more than, than just they're angry, they're passionate and they're, they're really, again, in this case, their passion is, is negative because they've had a bad experience. But if you could turn around a good experience, suddenly their passion becomes very positive. And so I think that's, that's one thing I've found, in, especially in this day and age where product reviews are so important, whether it be on Amazon or what have you, that you know, it's really important that you, the customers know that you're there to take care of them. And one of the more frustrating things I find is that when someone will get one of our games and obviously it was damaged in shipping, um, and their first reaction is to go like on Amazon and give a one-star review and say, you know, game came damaged. Well, that's frustrating for us because obviously we didn't intend for that to happen. Um, and if they don't give us a chance to, to remedy it, um, I feel like that, that that's kind of unfair. But um, that does happen. But, yeah, I think, I think just the importance of customer service, and especially in this day and age with product reviews and all that, it's, it's really important to um, hopefully get people, you know, make your customers happy and get them to let other people know. Um, I think that's been one of our, our, uh, our great traits. And, and you'll see it, like our Amazon reviews, how many uh, will say something effective, something went wrong, but they helped me out and now it's great. Yeah, and I think that that's something that resonates through all areas of the marketing on Papa Shop because uh, we certainly see it on the social side a lot because where's the first place people are going to go is Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and be like, hey, here's what's going on. And I think about our brand voice and the way that we connect and have a heart like a real person. And it's not just automated messages. Because if you've ever been in the same position that they have, you're so excited to unwrap this amazing gift of joy and fun. And then all of a sudden, it's not what you thought. It's understandable. And I think customers just want to feel felt and heard sometimes. And so often we're used to a 1-800 number that takes us to a phone tree and you push zero and say customer service 30 different times. And you're like, when will this happen and be better for me? But if we could just have a little bit of empathy and say, listen, 
sorry about that. We want to make this better for you. You're right. I think that's what's going to allow us to create uh, long-lasting customers who give positive feedback to others. Right, exactly. And, and as much as possible, we try to do that. We try to, you know, can uh, respond quickly. Like you said, be empathetic. Um, it, sometimes, too, with our customer service people or myself, uh, we'll, we'll get online at night or even on weekends. And I've even on Christmas Day responded to some, you know, and people certainly don't expect that. Um, and I think it makes them feel like, okay, this is someone that cares. They, they actually do care that there was a problem with my game. They're not just paying lip service or, you know, pushing it down the line or something. They, they actually do care and they're going to do what they can to, to make it right. So, Tony, I really enjoyed this conversation. I've really enjoyed working with you and Kelly and the entire Papa Shot team. I love seeing the growth, and I know that this is just the beginning. Even more amazing things are on the horizon. So where can everybody connect with you and Papa Shot? So uh, the best is just at papashot.net, um, P-O-P-A-S-H-O-T.net. Um, you can buy our products there. Uh, you can see uh, our latest uh, products, features, um, any news and updates, um, contact us if you need with anything, papashot at papashot.net. Feel free to drop us a line um, and let us know if you have any questions. And of course, you can hit Papa Shot on all social media accounts, yeah. and especially Instagram. Uh, just search Papa Shot. You'll be able to find us. And I would love to hear from you on a scale of zero to 100. How good are you at Papa Shot? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. I will share anything good that gets sent in. Maybe that was money. Just another friendly reminder. If you want to get a Papa Shot hoop, go to papashot.net, pick out a hoop, and at checkout, put in promo code Rob for 10% off. This is good through the end of the year. And trust me when I say that this makes an amazing gift for you or someone you know.